me one day, save me and set me free way down on the inside. Just give you a little bit of my testimony. The Lord saved me from sin, he saved me from people, and he saved me from me. And I tell you, you can't get no more freedom than that. Amen. At least that's what I say. I don't know what y'all say. I can only talk about me. No more freedom than that. You know, we don't. I don't have to walk around and worry about what this person is saying over there and what that person was saying over there. It ain't about what that person says. It's about what God says. Yes. Amen? Amen. 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 You know, we don't. We don't. It's a. It's a couple of things that we don't talk too much about. We 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 don't talk. About, we talk a little bit about heaven. But we don't talk about hell, and we might not want to say that word in the church, but there is a hell. The Bible says it's enlarging the daily. But he didn't make it. God didn't make it for his people. Amen? But that's not my message today. I'm going to talk about God's promises, at least one of, a couple of God's promises. And my subject, my thought is embrace it, and my sub-thought is embrace me, and all contingent upon God's promise, one of God's promises. And you know what God said before I get to that? Let me let me just talk about embrace. When you think of embrace, I looked it up and I had been thinking that way along. It says embrace, one of the definitions is to take or clasp in the arms and press to the bosom or to hug. Okay, that's one definition. Then another definition is to take or receive gladly or eagerly and accept willingly and as, as, as if to embrace an idea to do this, you have to think. And you know, Pastor has been talking to us about our mind and how we can control our thoughts. But I think sometimes we forget that, saints. But that's not my message either. Amen? What I'm talking about embracing is 2 Timothy 3 and 12. And it reads, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall shall, and another word for shall is will, suffer persecution. Yes. We don't talk about that too much. You know, we, we, we talk about the promises, and they're, and they're God's promises, how, you know, he wants us to be in health, you know, he wants us to, 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 to prosper and all of that. We talk about that. But you know what God said in his word? He said, if you wish to live godly, you shall, you will, suffer persecution. Sometimes when people get saved, if, if they're not careful, they'll think that once you get into church, everything is going to be roses and everything's going to be peaches and cream. And, you know, you have come to a place where everything is everything and you don't have to worry about nothing. Well, you don't have to worry about anything, but you're going to suffer persecution. Afflictions are going to come. And when the persecution and the suffering comes, and the, and the afflictions come, saints, we don't have to get depressed. Depression should not be named among the saints of God. And I know I'm stepping out here on the water by myself today, and I'm just walking by myself. If don't nobody want to come to me. Depression, and I know we can get all up into this medical stuff and talk about the chemicals in your body and all of this, you know, and you know what causes. I mean, you can even read the go online and you can see, you know, this causes depression, that causes depression. The Bible says if you wish to live godly, you're gonna suffer persecution. And I have not seen any, any verse where it says that you should be depressed over here, you should be lonely over here, you should be all of these things over here and all these things. I didn't see that in God's word. Don't claim to have read every word of God, but I have not seen it yet. And I got some scholars in here. If y'all see it, please show me where it is. I haven't read every word, amen? But I did read that 
valley that was a valley in Christ Jesus. I'm not talking about outside of Christ Jesus because you can run into anything. You can run into anything, and anything can happen to you outside of Christ Jesus. But God specifically said in His Word, "Yea, and all that will live valley in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution." Amen. And then He goes on to say in Psalms 34 and 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. He didn't say one, he didn't say two, he didn't say some. He said he delivered them out of them all. So the persecution, the afflictions, the suffering is going to come. But we don't have to lay there and wallow in it. We don't have to lay there and take our marbles and go home. We just need to believe what the word of God says by faith. Many are the afflictions. A lot of things are going to come to you, you know, because that is the way of the devil. That is the way he's trying to get us out of the race. Sister Mary talked about the race. And he's trying to use everything that he can to get us out of the race or get us to fall down and not get up again. But the, the many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him. The Lord delivered him out of them all, not somebody else, not the doctor out there. Don't have nothing against doctors even work in the medical field. Not the doctor out there, not grandma, not Aunt Lucy, not Uncle Jim, not all of them folks, but the Lord. Delivers him out of them all. Amen? Now, when we talk about afflictions, let's just kind of talk, look and see what we're talking about. It says affliction is a condition of pain, suffering, or distress. A cause of pain. Uh, uh, distress or physical or mental suffering, affliction. All right. Persecution. It talks about is to oppress. Now I was just reading in my Bible the other day, and I don't know if I told you all, but I told you all, you know, in in, in Isaiah fifty-four, I think it is fifty-four and seventeen, where it said, "No one, no weapon formed against you shall prosper." And we we talk about that a lot. But if you just move up just a little bit, two or three more scriptures. Go up just two or three more scriptures. And it tells you that oppression should not even be named among you. Right. It should not even come against you. Yeah, so we know that if the Bible says oppression, and it says fear, and it says terror, should not even be named in, you know, against you, then we should not be getting all upset about afflictions, right. persecution. Amen? If we live godly, we will suffer persecution. We can record that. That's what it said. God's word does not lie. We can count on it coming. This is a promise of God. It is going to come. Amen? But you know what? We don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry about it. Let's read Matthew, the fifth chapter. This is just... You know, it's the word that's going to keep us. It's the word that is going to keep us sane. And if we don't know what the word say, we're going to be in trouble. It's what the word say. Now, the word says you're going to suffer persecution. The word says that he's going to deliver you out of all the afflictions that come upon you. Amen? And Matthew, the fifth chapter, we're going to start at the tenth verse. It said, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice. Rejoice. 
Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So if they persecuted the prophets before you, you, guess what? They will persecute you. Amen? Amen. So if we know that the persecution is coming, if we know that the suffering is coming, we know that we should embrace it because the word of God said we're blessed when these things happen to us. We should embrace it. And I'm not talking about hugging it up to you and putting it all in the inside of you because once you get that stuff on the inside of you, you're going you're gonna to retaliate. I'm just telling you like it is. You get the stuff on the inside of you, you're going to retaliate. You're going to try to get even and all that stuff. But if you embrace it in the definition where I said to take or receive gladly or eagerly, get excited about it, he said embrace me. Start embracing God and say, Lord, I thank you. Lift your hands. You might have tears streaming down. This is women day, so men, you know, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to women. The, 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 the tears can be streaming down. Your emotions can be hurting on the inside. But I tell you, if you lift your hands to God and say, Lord, I don't understand this. It don't feel good, it don't look good, it don't sound good, and it definitely don't taste good. But I know you got something in good in this for me. And I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I praise you. I glorify you. I lift you up. Because one thing I do know, that you told me in your word, since we're talking about your word this morning, you told me in this word, in your word, that it would be better for whoever
and receiving it gladly because the word of God also says rejoice. When all these things happen in your life, you want to embrace him. You want to say, Lord, I thank you. You want to rejoice. Lord, you allow this to happen in my life. Right. I know that this ain't no regular message this morning. Because you're going to tell me when all these afflictions coming up on me. And all these things coming up on me. Lord, you said by your stripes I'm already healed. You know, I don't care what the doctor said, but I know what you said. And I do know one thing. I do know one thing. You will either heal me on this side or I'll be healed on the other side. It don't Very familiar scriptures. I didn't bring you nothing new this morning. I just brought you the word of God. And we're just going to read it. And we're just going to talk about what the word of God says. 1013, 1 Corinthians 1013 said, There has no temptation taken you but such as common to man. Women, don't let the devil get you by yourself. Don't let the devil get you by yourself and make you think it's only happening to you. It ain't never happened to nobody else. The devil is a lie. He's a he's liar and he's always will be a liar. He said, but God is faithful. We serve a faithful God. What he says in his word, that's what he means, and that's what he says. He said, heaven and earth will pass away. He said, but my word will stand forever. And when you don't have nothing, when it looks like you don't have nothing else to stand on, women stand on the word. And when you can stand on and say, oh, 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 wait a minute. That ain't what the word of God says. There has no temptation taking you but such as common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. So when these things come in our lives, we should not be sitting around, woe is me, how is this going to happen? What am I going to do? I don't know. I know, I know, I know. The devil is a lie. He's not going to let anything happen in our lives that me and him can't handle. But God is not faithful. Who will not, God, but God is faithful. Yes, he is. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able. So don't look at the problem. Don't look at the circumstances. Look at God. But he said, He said, but we'll with the temptation make a way to escape. Whatever that comes in your lives, look for the twins. I want y'all to remember this. I might give y'all some assignments for next week. I want y'all to look for the twins. See, the devil want to come in and hide this thing and make it look like it's just a problem. You know, it's just a problem. But the devil is a lie. See, it's something he's trying to hide from us. Because, see, there's a twin. There's a twin. And that twin is a way to escape. Y'all sit there and have a pity party. I mean, you can if you want to. Because, you know, sometimes, Pastor, they tell me, well, Sister Faust, you just ain't, you, you need to keep it real. You're just so hard. Well, maybe I am hard. And I, you know, pray for me. But here's what I'm trying to say. If you take the word of God and use it the first time, you don't have to come back to it. Now, remember, I understand. I know we got our emotions and some of us go in the bathroom and cry. I cry a few tears, too. I cry once in a while. <laughs> See that, Pastor? I cry once. You do. <laughs> All right, Heavenly. <laughs> go in the bathroom and cry. Wipe your eyes and come on back to the word of God. But I'm only trying to say is we, no matter what we do, we still got to come back to the Word of God. And the Word of God says that when the temptation comes, there's a way to escape that comes with it. 
So stop looking so much at the problem. Don't deny it's not there. I'm not telling you to, you know, to be, you know, be crazy and say, well, this ain't going on, whatever. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Do, do that part. You just have to do that part. But also think about the Shulamite woman. What she said? Her son was laying out there dead, past the dead, right, dead. Right. And when they was talking to her, what did she say? She's all dead. Dead, but all is well. So one what I'm trying to tell you, if you just got to, you know, pity party and stuff. I'll catch you on the back a little bit. But ain't gonna be long, let me ask you. I'll catch you a little bit and you know say, baby, that's alright, now get up and get in the word of God. And the word of God says, the problem is gonna come. The circumstance is gonna come. All those things are gonna come. Don't focus on that so much. There's something that's with it that we need to focus on. The way that it's safe. Okay, Lord, I don't understand this. I know this is here, but I know your word you said. Right. And when you can stand up and talk to God and no disrespect, and you say, you said? Right. Right. This is what your word said? He said, tell me what the word said. Right. That's what he said. He said, tell me what the word said. But if we're not careful, we might not know what his word said. So we need to know what his word says so we can tell him, Lord, this is what your word said. You said when the problem comes, there's a way to escape. So I'm looking for the way to escape. And you also told me in Jeremiah 33 and 3, you said, call you, and you will answer me, and you will tell me of things to come. So I want to know which things the way to escape. I'm not going to sit here and cry. I'm not going to sit here and have my pity party. I'm looking for the way to escape because I need to go help somebody else. That's what the word of God says. He says in, in, in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. Amen? Right, right, right. And then you know what he said? That, you know, let me, let, 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 let me just tell you this. Actually, this thing can get good to you if you just let it. Let's go to Luke. All right, happy deacon. Let's go to Luke. <laughs> Let's go to Luke. And this is all y'all have heard this before. And sometimes I think we forget. So that's why it's good for us to remind each other. Remind each other. Somebody said something about the fellowship this morning. You know, you're in the fellowship. You know, and if we're in the fellowship, we can remind each other what the words say. Amen? We help us one to another. And in Luke 10 and 19, this is what it says. He said, Behold, another word, look, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall means hurt you. Now, if Jesus, now mine is in the red. I don't know what color yours is, but mine is in the red. They tell me when it's in the red, it's Jesus speaking. That's all I know what they say, what they say. So Jesus is speaking here. He said, Behold, look, I give unto you power. I give this to you. You don't have to jump over two or three benches. You don't have to be in here every 24-7. He said, I give this to you. You don't have to do nothing for me to, for me to give it to you. I give it to you. Amen? I give unto you power to tread on serpents and, and scorpions. In other words, I give you power to tread on demons and evil spirits and all those things that come against you. Because we're not talking about flesh and blood here. we got to get out of flesh and blood. we got to get into the spiritual realm where those things want to come and take over you if you're not careful. And he said, not only did he give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, he said, hey. So it looks like to me we got double power. Come on, y'all. We got double power here. Because he could have said, and he could have put it this way. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And, and then he could have said, period. And then he could have said, 
I give you power over all the power of the enemy. But he put this thing together. Look back to me. We got double power. We got double power. He said over all the power of the enemy. Who is the enemy? Doesn't mean he doesn't have power. But he said he gave us power over all his power. So why are we sitting somewhere having pity party? Why are we sitting somewhere saying, woe is me and why is this happening to me? This is happening to me because God is trying to get me somewhere so I can help somebody else. Come on, women. He wants us not only to help each other, he wants us to help somebody else because he said, you take care of my house. I'll take care of your house. But if we're not careful, we get so caught up in trying to take care of my house. And then his house is going lacking. And so we need to change that thing around. I'm like that pastor said, we're not trying to tell you to give up your rent money, your bill money, and then all of that. But think about taking care of God's house. Because when we take care of God's house, then he'll take care of our house. Let me just tell you a little story along that line. And I'm not, I might read it all, I might not. Let's go to Acts, the 16th chapter. So remember, we got power. We got double power. We got the Holy Ghost power. Amen? Amen. And see, we're not careful. We'll get the Holy Ghost a, a pink slip, and we're trying to do it ourselves, and we need to move back out of the way. Amen. Let, me, let, let me show you how this power works. Let's go to Acts, 16th chapter. Let's, let, let's go to this. All Acts. right, good. <laughs> Thank you, Happy Deacon. <laughs> I'm going to start at the 22nd verse of the 16th chapter of Acts. It says, And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent their clothes and commanded to beat them. Now here is Paul and Silas. Mm -hmm. And they tell them the word of God. And then all of a sudden, because they done messed up these people's money, they want to get excited about it. So they beat them. Amen? Then the third verse says, when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. So then I'm going to read uh, the, every verse. But then when they put them into the prison, they put them into the inner prison. So they want to keep them real bad. Now they beat them. They had many stripes. Now I don't think, this is my Holy Ghost imagination, I don't think that when they got them in the prison, they took them to a room and said, well, let's start ministering first aid to them, you know, because they have all these stripes and we want to make sure they don't get infection. So we're going to clean them up, you know, because we want them to, 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 to not go through all this pain. I, I don't believe that happened. You know, that might have happened, but it's not in the words. So I, I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. And you know what? In the 24th verse, I might read this all. In the 24th verse, it said, Who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. I don't see nothing about cleaning those wounds, you know, trying to make them feel a little bit better, put a little ointment on them, you know, to make them feel better. 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. And sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. You know what? I think. All right. I think. Just my imagination. I think that Paul and Silas must have known something about if you wish to live godly, you're gonna suffer persecution. I, I I just believe that. I just think that they they they, they knew a little bit about that, Pastor. They might not know everything, but I think they knew a little bit about that. Because
because they had been beat with many stripes. They were put with their feet in the stocks. And I don't think they were in a comfortable place, you know, like one of them number beds, whatever it is, you know, where they can just do the number and get the Y'all know what I'm talking about. I, I don't I don't think they were there. But my Bible, I don't know what your Bible said, but my Bible said at midnight. <laughs> at midnight, they prayed and they sang songs, and guess what? It was not, well, the Lord's gonna make this better, and you'll sing it to each other. That's what I'm trying to do. You know, I can't sing. But I'm trying to, you know, make it, make it sound real soft, because y'all know what I'm doing. You know, make it sound real soft. No, they got loud with it. Thanks to God, sometimes we have to get loud with it. We have to let people know that God is still on the throne. And God will do what he said he would do. Amen? So it says here that at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang songs unto God. And the prisoners heard them. So yeah, then you know they were loud. Unless it was a very small prison, they were loud. And look at 26. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's hands were loose. Don't tell me when you start praising the Lord. That's why I say embrace it. When you embrace it, you embrace Him, and you start praising the Lord. I tell you, when you start worshiping Him and tell Him how great He is and tell Him how good He is, I tell you, He will move on over head. In the prison, and an earthquake. Now you know an earthquake could just come and wipe everything away. But see, when the God in control, you don't have to worry about that. He just opened the doors. You know, he just he just showed himself a little. But somebody said, "Show yourself mighty. Show yourself strong." He just in the midst of the storm. I'm just saying that. So he just he just he just showed himself just a little bit. You know. He just showed himself just a little bit, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. A great earthquake, but it was it was it, it, it just opened the doors, you know, just opened the doors a little bit, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's hands were loose. Uh-huh. Everyone's hands were loose, yes. and you know what? They could have run up out of it. But see, when you in, when you got God in you, and you in God. You don't have to be doing all that crazy stuff. All you got to do is just wait till the person come back and just look at my God. Look what he can do. And then it goes on to say, and the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep. Now he wasn't even supposed to be asleep, y'all. He had to go to prison, but the prison the keeper wasn't supposed to be asleep. And seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been flayed. But Paul, but Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Now you know God had to be with the men. Come on, come on, let me use my whole else imagination here. Because you know, if, if, if they had been in the natural, and then and, and he got his sword, and he got ready to kill himself, you know, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Holy Ghost imagination. He 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 would have known that no God, you need to be saved first. Yeah. Before
before you leave this earth. Because if you're not saved before you leave this earth, you go into an eternal place that you don't want to be. So Paul said, uh-uh, uh-uh. And we're all here. And you know, the other prisoners were probably so excited and, and didn't understand what was going on until, you know, they were scared to look. <laughs> they were scared to move. Because I tell you, when God, you know what, you know what, you know what, you know what saints say, we're not careful. Because we, I, I don't know, sometimes, Pastor, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes we believe, we might not believe God's word down to the, to right where we need to believe. Because if I believe that if some, if some things start happening here that God said will happen, I think the saints will run off and leave everybody else. That's just my imagination. Y'all pray for me. Because I believe that if there was a, a body laying across here, and we come up, and somebody have the faith to lay hands on that body, and that body set up. <laughs> but that's what God said, right? He said that they, 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 the dead will rise. You know, we can. And sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. See, saints, we don't have to get excited about anything. All we have to do is let God do the work. Let him do the work and everything else will fall in place. And you know what? But I, I do want to bring this out what Paul, uh, what Paul said. Because, you know, after they went back and they talked to the magistrates, and y'all can read all of this, and they wanted to let them go. You know, they got to be something with them men let them go. But look what Paul said. But Paul said unto them, They have beaten us openly uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us into prison, and now do they thrust us out privately? Nay, verily, but let them come themselves and fetch us out. So what Paul was saying is, you all wanted to throw your brick and hide your hands. He said like that, that's just my imagination. No, come on, let's do this thing right. Let's do this thing right. So then I can continue to tell you what thus says the Lord. Now that's not even in that paragraph. That's just my, my, my Holy Ghost imagination. Because see, you know, there's a lot of people out there, women, that they want to do something to you or want to say something about you. And then as old folks used to say, you know, you know, you want to throw your brick and hide your hand. No, come on out in the open and let's talk about this. And I'm going to do it in love. I'm going to talk to you in love. I'm going I'm, I'm to still love you because my Bible said, love your enemies. And I tell you, when I was talking about the double power over there, you got to have a whole lot of Holy Ghost to love your enemies. But if we just let go, embrace it, and let God do it, it's no problem. I'm going to tell you all a little secret. What I do. I said, Lord, see, I talk to the Lord. Me and the Lord, we can talk. I talk to the Lord. I said, Lord, I said, now you know this person was not right. And you know that this person should have done this. And I get it all out of my system. So when I get back to that person, ain't nothing in me but what to tell what, the, what, what thus says the Lord. Now you all can do it y'all way, whatever way y'all want to. But when it all comes down, we got to give it to the Lord. And the Lord already knows about it. Because you know, God is so good. He said, I know your thoughts before you say and every time I read that, I say, you know, if you let me put it in my context, that's a bad name. Yeah. You know your thoughts before you think. If 
made us. He said, I know your ending before your beginning. So I'm trying to take you somewhere where I've already been. So stop kicking against the prick. When you stop kicking against the prick and give all our trust over to him, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not to your own understanding. Because when you get to your own understanding, guess what? You done messed it up. So we want to give thanks. And you know what? I, 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 I like the way God set this thing up like I had a choice in, you know. Uh, I like the way he set this thing up. He said, you can talk to me. He said, you can tell me what my words say. Because once you tell me what my words say, you get it on the inside of you. And once we get it on the inside of us, then you know what? We got it. We got it on the inside of us. That's the way God has set this thing up, saints. And he says, give thanks in all things. And I used to read that scripture, and I said, now he wants me to give thanks in all things? Yeah. Well, that's what he wants, because that's what he said, amen? He said in his word, he said in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you. So it's God's will that we give thanks in all things. So now he has told us, he said, if you wish to live God, you're going to suffer persecution. It's going to happen. He said, but many, he said, many are the fishing of the righteous, but he said, but God, the Lord, delivers him out of them all. And he said, no matter, now he didn't say this. I'm going to paraphrase it again, y'all. Y'all help me. Now, if you lose your little God, you don't suffer persecution. The Lord will deliver you out of them all. And I tell you what, he knew and he knows that when an affliction comes, when the suffering comes, when the persecution comes, all of that's coming. He knows that it will hurt us. He knows that we will shed a few tears. He knows all of that. And then he goes on to say, but in all things, get thanks. That don't even make sense to the natural mind. That's why we're not even supposed to be running this race with the natural mind. We gotta do it with the spiritual mind. That don't even make no sense. You mean to tell me when I'm hurt, they done put many stripes on my back, they done talked about me like a dog, they done went and told the supervisor on me, I'm still supposed to be a fix? That's what his word said. Because if you don't, how are you going to draw somebody? Because see, we're supposed to put off the old man, put on the new man, and we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. But if we keep acting like the world, guess what? The world's going to, there's no difference. And there is a difference. Whether we want to admit it, whether the world want to act like it, or say it or not, there is a difference. When we over on the Lord's side, it's no more I. I I, I just got bagged up out of the way. It ain't about me no more. It's about the Christ that's on the inside of me. And I need to let him do the work. But that's what we do if we're not careful, women. We try to do it all ourselves. Because, you know, we used to be able to uh, pass the, the, the go to work and put the bacon in the pan and do all that other stuff, you know. But when you come over on the Lord's side, let the Lord put the bacon in the pan and let him do all that other stuff. And we just stand back and just run this race by faith. This is what your word said. And I stand on your word. Amen? And I'm almost finished. So we want to give thanks in all things. Let's read Philippians 4 and 4. Let's just read this. God's word is always right. Amen? Is that the one I want? 
I guess that I would go there. He said, that's not saying what, I, what it's supposed to say. Philippians 4 and 4. It said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. What is always? Always, always is always every time. Rejoice in the Lord. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Six, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And I read the rest of that. Now, what I really wanted was to rejoice in the Lord always. But I wanted to also bring it down to the sixth verse for the women. It said, be, be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. If there is nothing that happens in our lives, women, that we have to get anxious about. It's the trick of the mind when we start getting anxious. Because the anxiousness comes from fear. And we know that God did not give us a spirit of fear. So we know fear is a spirit. He did not give us that. So when the, when the anxiousness started to come, and it will, and when the fear started to come, and it will, I tell people, I say, stop. Just stop still. Think about what you're thinking about. Because what you're thinking about ain't the right thing to be thinking about. Change the way you think. Amen? Now see, I don't know what y'all pastor told y'all, but my pastor told me I can control my thoughts. And I practice that. The things started coming in my mind, and they will come. Because see, I heard the pastor say a long time ago, you can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from making a nest in your head. And I tell you, I'll be telling people that all the time. I said, let me tell you what my pastor said. So the thoughts will come to your mind. But we don't have to sit there and think them. Amen? We don't have to sit there and think them. If the thoughts are not from the word of God, if the thoughts are not from God, we don't have to think them. So that's why we can rejoice. Lord, I thank you. Because see, what happens is, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you what happens. The devil will bring things to your mind, things that happened yesterday, five years ago, ten years ago. 15 years ago, when somebody said about you, you'll never be nothing, you'll never be no good, you'll never be this, you'll never be that, the devil is a lie. Yes. See, that's not what God said. And we can sit there and waste time, and I think about it. I think about that song that Otis Redden used to sing. Now, I wouldn't always say, so y'all probably don't even know what I'm talking about. And he used to talk about that song sitting on the dock of the bay, watching time roll away. That, that, that waste of time. That's all he was doing. That's all he was doing. And saints, if we are not careful, we'll be sitting on the dock of the bay. Instead of looking at what the Word of God says, there is nothing that has that has happened in your life or ever will happen in your life that has not happened to anybody else. So I tell people, get you a good Bible that has a concordance. Whatever the name of the problem is, look it up. Look in the Word. See what God has already said about it and done about it. And if he did it one time, guess what? He has to do it again. But you don't want to that sitting on the back of the way. Amen? 2 Corinthians 4 and 8 tells us, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not despair. So persecution, and then the ninth verse said, Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. These things are going to come, saints. These things are going to come. But we don't have to sit there and wallow in it and woe is me and how am I going to get out of this? Because let me tell you what uh, Acts 5 and 41 said. 
Acts 5 and 41 said, and they departed from the presence of the council, talking about those disciples, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. I tell you, when we start embracing this thing, and when we start embracing God, and we can start saying, Lord, I thank you that you're using me. I thank you that you brought this into my life. The disciples said they rejoiced. It said that the disciples rejoiced because they were counted worthy to go through shame for his name. We're not going through this stuff for us. Saints, we're not going through this stuff for us. We're going through this stuff so we can be, his light can be seen so we can help somebody else. And so when we get me out of the way, I out of the way, step out of the way, then we can remember when we're going through and we will, let's remember to embrace and give God the glory. Remember, it is not what happened to us, it's how we respond and what we do with it. So let's embrace it through him. You all pray for me. Amen.